Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening. Today is Wednesday, August 10th, and you are listening to Rocket City Lift. Hello all, welcome back to Rocket City Lift. I'm Brett Goodeman. And I'm Tara Bolger. We come to you three times a week to bring a bit of a spiritual lift to your day. Today, we're going to be in the Gospel of John. Before we get to that text, let us begin with a prayer. Let us pray. Gracious God, you have created the day before us, and we give you thanks. We ask that you would reveal to us what you would have us do this day, who you would have us care for, if you would help us to follow in the way of Christ, we ask and pray. Amen. Amen. Our scripture, this is the gospel according to John chapter 6, verses 51 through 58. This is Jesus speaking. I am the living bread that came down from heaven. Whoever eats of this bread will live forever, and the bread that I will give for the life of the world is my flesh. The Jews then disputed amongst themselves, saying, How can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Very truly, I tell you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood have eternal life, and I will raise them up on the last day. For my flesh is true food, and my blood is true drink. Those who eat my flesh and drink my blood abide in me, and I in them, just as the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so whoever eats me will live because of me. This is the bread that came down from heaven, not like that which your ancestors ate and they died, but the one who eats this bread will live forever. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks, Thanks be to God. Be to God. Um, as an aside, I always read this particular passage and think of Ryan at like three. I went to a like mom's and muffins thing and Ryan takes a big swig of grape juice and sets it down and goes, ah, the blood of Christ. <laughs> and like, you know, that was a, a weird context to be saying that. And everyone stared. And she had like, you know, the big grape juice mustache and, you know, the blood of Christ. Here's so. what I actually like deeply love about that, that I think we as uh, adults miss about sometimes, uh, maybe, maybe not always, but sometimes miss about the Eucharist and communion is it is meant to be refreshing in body and mind and spirit. And then Ryan got that so yeah. truly uh, that, uh, that we could all take a page and, and learn from that, I think. I do think in some way, when we parcel out these tiny juice cups and a wafer, that is more of a characterization of how we view grace mm. than I want it to be. Here's your mm. little bit of grace. Don't go crazy. Mm -hmm. Don't go crazy. <laughs> uh, all right. So this is an obvious Eucharistic text. Um, but what do you think Jesus means by this? 
Yeah. Um, I sure hope he's talking metaphorically um, <laughs> because uh, otherwise it's a weird religion. It's a weird religion we're a part of, but um, you know, this is, this is Jesus. Yeah, absolutely. Foreshadowing. Um, this isn't the last supper, but it's a foreshadow of, of what is to come and what he's going to uh, induce and uh, command us to do and, and partaking in the sacrament of communion. That will be uh that takes place in the Last Supper, and then we'll continue throughout Christian history. And it is this uh, explanation that we fully uh, digest, that we fully enter into this life of Christ. And Christ gives us this, uh, in, in some ways, uh, like we said, terrifying metaphor, uh, but in some ways really beautiful metaphor, uh, that when we eat the body of Christ and we drink the blood of Christ, that this is an entering into uh, Christ entering into us in a way that uh, only food and drink can. It is the basis of life of, of what do you need to survive food, water, and shelter. Uh, and Jesus is providing those in this. Um, and so I think what I love about the metaphor is it's, striking um it snaps you out uh, i mean even again i've studied this passage over and over again but hearing it read out loud it's 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 jarring um in a lot of ways and and that is what it means for me to to rely on christ to be this the the source of my life uh that is jarring and kind of scary and kind of weird and kind of freaky uh and and all of those things play themselves out in this metaphor how about you? What is what is this passage? How does it help you understand communion and the Eucharist and, and grace? So, um, yeah, I mean, I think the way that I understand communion, and I say this sometimes at the table, is we are taking Christ's lifeblood into our lifeblood. Mm-hmm. And we're taking Christ's body into our body. And that is no small thing. You know, mm-hmm. it's just no small thing. Um, and so I definitely, uh, feel like I like how, um, like obviously vampiric, <laughs> this sounds, you know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Um, much like you said, it should shake us up a little bit. Um, I do think too, that, um, there's an element of it that, you know, in John's gospel, there are seven statements that Jesus starts with. I am, mm-hmm. and, I think when he says those, he's not telling us who he is. He's telling us really what he does. So when he says, I am the living bread that comes down from heaven, he's saying that it is he who will nourish us. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, there was this idea for the Israelites, the Jews, that um, the law would nourish you the way bread does. And I think Jesus is saying, you know, you haven't been nourished And the law can't do that, but I can, I can nourish you and I can give you, you know, the, the, the life force that runs through my veins I'm offering to you. And so I think there's this idea of sustenance, um, and of a life that is worth something. I don't know. I guess I've just been thinking about that, um, I think in some way we all want a life that's really worth something. Um, And I think Jesus is saying that life that has meaning and purpose, um, that's what you get when you come and you, you take 
part in this life that I offer. Um, I don't know, man, it's such a rich text. You know what I mean? I think I could talk about it on every level all the time. You know, when he says that, um, you know, their ancestors ate bread and they died. Um, and I think he means that in terms of the manna in the wilderness. And I think it also means it in terms of you've tried to follow the law and over and over again, it led to death. So why don't you try this, um, that will bring you to life. So there, there is, yeah, it's, it is, it is such an incredibly, uh, beautiful text that I think provides meaning and provides hope in our lives of, of this is this sustenance of, you know, for me and for a lot of our sacramental theology, you know, this is God's grace in the world um, that, that we participate in uh, through material things, uh, through water and baptism, through bread and, and wine or cup, uh, that, that God's grace comes into the world through these material things. And so God's grace coming into the world, uh, into our material beings, this, this hunk of meat that is our bodies, that transforms us into, into uh, lives that are worth living, that transforms us into people who uh, go out and are doing work and are participating in life that is uh, building a kingdom that is eternal. Um, uh, that isn't just for today. Yeah. And I think that the other thing I love about uh, the Eucharist and about this passage is that when we take in the bread and the cup, um, Jesus is with us, mm-hmm. right? The comfort mm-hmm. of that presence. Um, mm-hmm. I used to, before I became a Christian and um when I had just started believing in God, I, there was a prayer that I would say, which is God is in me. God is with me. God is all around me. And I think that's what the Eucharist really promises us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Our quote to end us for today is by Nicholas Gomez Davila, who says, faith is not knowledge of an object, but communion with it. Mm. Friends, again, for our benediction today, I'll share with you the words of Paul Tillich. You are accepted. You are accepted. Accepted by that which is greater than you and the name of which you do not know. Do not ask for the name now. Perhaps you will find it later. Do not try to do anything now. Perhaps later you will do much. Do not seek for anything. Do not perform anything. Do not intend anything. Simply accept the fact that you are accepted. 